there are times that a woman in a relationship does feel that this is not enough this is not bringing her highest joy but she's also in the state of confusion and she doesn't know what she really really wants and Mm. when she doesn't know what she wants well the man is not a mind reader if you don't know what you want how the hell is he going to give that to you get ready to receive your miracle Whether you desire a miracle in your finances, relationships, or purpose, you'll find guidance here. Miracle Minded is designed to move you out of your head and into the realm of faith, manifestation, and miracles. These conversations will inspire you to move beyond limitation and into alignment with your highest and infinite self. I'm your host, Nicole Sylvester, best-selling author, spiritual coach, and modern miracle worker. But it wasn't always this way. My path was one of violent abuse, addiction, and mental health diagnosis. Terrified of spending my life that way, I turned within and surrendered to miracles. My struggle as a single mama on welfare to building a half a million dollar business, living and thriving in my purpose. Now I'm here to support you in sparking miracles in your life. Are you ready? Let's get started. All right, ladies. So I had to bring someone on to change gears a little bit because I shared about the sacred space of being single and preparing not for a man, but preparing for your calling and for your highest and best. But I wanted to bring on an expert, someone that works in the realms of dating and also in deepening your relationship, expanding intimacy in your relationship. And this is someone who is one of my friends, someone that I just adore following online. And I know you're going to adore her as well. My friend Sharazad, her business and her brand is fully adored. And she makes me laugh so hard with her truth bombs all over Instagram. So you're going to want to follow her after this. So Sharazad, welcome to the Harmonious Hustle. Thank you for bringing your light and all of your love wisdom to our show. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. It's my great pleasure. Yes. You know, I love this and I shared it to my community, but on Valentine's day, <laughs> you, shared, you said, do not act like I'm, I'm making up this quote, but you said something along the lines of don't act like you hate Valentine's day. You don't, you just don't like that. You're single. <laughs> what, <laughs> tell us that. What was that about? Just let's start with that because that is just such a truth bomb. <laughs> oh yes well the reason i bring a little lightness to the whole dating scene is because i believe there is just this is something that we can take so seriously and make ourselves miserable and feel just like we are a complete mess or we can laugh about it and we can we can just take the seriousness out of it and that's what I love to do because when I remember that when I was heartbroken and I was so like, I had that moment of um, eat, pray, love on the bathroom floor. Like I, I just was on the floor. I couldn't get up and it was so hard. I love it for the women that are there. If they are feeling that to just, just give themselves permission to go through this journey of healing without it to be excruciating. And so talk about, you know, you don't hate Valentine's Day. You hate the fact that you're single on Valentine's Day or you're not having the kind of a relationship that you want. You're not getting the flowers or whatever it is that you want. Referring to the 
basic need of a human being of desiring of a connection, wanting mm. to be seen and loved and adored by someone that they love and seen and adore. And it doesn't mean that you actually are incomplete if you don't have that. I honor every, you know, when I went through my own journey of healing, the time that I spent on being single and becoming full was very, very sacred and important to me. But then comes a time that we have to get honest with ourselves that life is more beautiful that when there's someone else that is adding the joy into your life, the life that you have already is great, but why not having someone to add more to it? So that's what I meant by that is that, yeah. you, know, you know, who would you really, really hate it? I'm talking to everyone that you were in a relationship that felt just right. And you were also showered with love and chocolate or whatever your shape or form of, you know, romance is. Right. I love that because it's like just in the whole realm of more, please, if you can mm-hmm. add in more goodness, more joy, more love, and really be met in that space, it only amplifies everything that's already good in your exactly. life. But exactly. the thing is, we're not going to ever meet that if we're always looking at it from the desperate, angry, resentful, when is my man coming? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't he here yet? Energy. So I want to move through two spaces with you. One is dating for those that are single and actively dating. And the other is for people that are in a relationship right now that would like to really be in a space of being adored and adorned and just really feeling more there. Yes. But before we do that, tell me, because I don't even know this, how did you become, like, how did this become your expertise? What guided you here? I know you mentioned that you were on the bathroom floor kind of moment. I feel like we all have that in some way, shape or form. Our rock bottom leads us to our greatest gifts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what was your journey into becoming the woman that teaches and guides women in this way? Ah, uh, well, it starts with my last relationship before obviously this one that I'm um, married now, happily married, was one man after another, me trying so hard to be seen and loved, me trying to do everything that I possibly can to make him love me and more importantly, commit to me. I had this story on repeat, hearing from men, you know, you're amazing. You're so nice. And I'm just not ready. I don't feel that connection or that need within me that I want to, I want to commit to you. And I had this, this nagging is like, what is wrong with me? Why is it that I do everything for the guy? I give him my heart. I give them my devotion. I give them everything that I possibly can. And it's still not enough. It's still, he doesn't want to be with me. So mm. when it came to the last relationship, I found myself in a relationship with someone It was long distance and he was giving me all the attention in the world. I was feeling over the moon happy and, and just, just being, you know, showered with love. Six months into a relationship, um, I find out that he's actually married. And (laughs) yes. And when I find that out, I am devastated. I'm crushed. I want to die. And I allow myself to be convinced that he, uh, he didn't tell me because he loved me so much and he wanted to be with me and oh he, was gonna, he was going to leave her for me. So I chose to buy into that story. Now, the next six months go into me being a completely crazy lady, like insane, like, like what were you doing? <laughs> 
<laughs> I was glued to my phone. Then I would message him. And if he didn't message me back within five seconds, I would be picturing him with her, you know, in bed, whatever. Like it was just, my heart was always racing. I was anxious. I was always interrogating him and of course he was with her of course yeah. he was I was sleeping in the same but and it's it's funny that I was driving myself crazy for something that I signed up for so I went not so it was he was talking to me less he was messaging me less less and less and less until it got to a point that I thought you know what I'm just gonna go and fly to him um, and I'm gonna remind him of how much he loves me so I, I fly to he is in California I fly to California. Um, he comes to the hotel. He spends the night with me. And then the next morning he says, I can't do this anymore. I'm going back to her and basically blocked me from everywhere, um, from Facebook, phone, all, all over the place. And I was absolutely crushed. I was literally sitting on the floor feeling sick to my stomach. I was like, how did I get here? How did I get to this point that this person just throws me away like a used napkin and I have nothing left for me. Like I legit felt empty. I felt so devastated. And there was a thought in my head. There was a thought in my head, a very, very, um, you know, quick thought of I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself to teach him a lesson that what he did was so he would feel guilty for the rest of his life. Simultaneously, the, the image of my mom came to my head and I heard a voice inside of me that said, really, you're going to kill yourself for this piece of crap? Do you really think that he is going to feel guilty? Like if he had any sort of soul or integrity he wouldn't have been doing this in the first place but he actually did and he may feel bad for a minute but he's going to forget all about you and maybe even be grateful that now you're you know not there to threaten his marriage or anything so with that realization i thank god that it came to me and and i i got up and i started to really start seeking what the hell am i doing wrong why is it that ev after every relationship, I end up in a relationship that is worse, that I am valued less, that I'm wanted less, that I am, it starts off amazing, but then it fades away and I end up here, but like legit this time completely broken. So when mm -hmm. I started seeking and searching, I found, um, I found relationship coaches. I found teachings that kind of like, threw me on a loop because I realized that I'm doing every single thing wrong with men. When it's <laughs> men. Like literally like everything that I was doing in dating, just over giving, just mm. giving, getting myself, my value, my self-worth from everyone else other than myself. Then it was a moment of truth. And it was, I remembered it so vividly that when I was in that hotel room, it was June 15th, 2013. And I started doing the work, like deep inner work, a lot of, a lot of things that I learned and started applying. And I went on my first date on November 15th, 2013 with who now is my husband. And mm. 
he was nothing like any of the guys that I've ever dated. He was a completely different man. And not that it wasn't triggering. It was very triggering because it was someone that was not someone that I used to be attracted to. Um, but it, I stayed in it because part of the teaching is that your man picker is broken lady. So you, <laughs> yeah. you are, you're not going to go yeah. for the one that you feel magnetized to. You're going to stay with a man that is, that is healthy. That is not making you crazy. That is not hot and cold. And it's not giving you that high because he's not giving you enough attention. So I stayed with it. And the transformation was so quick. The teachings were so, so life-changing. Now, at the time, I was a civil engineer, but I, I thought I need, to, I need to bring this to more women because it's so liberating. It is so, yes. it is so different way of being. And I started it as, um, as just like a, you know, a passion project. And within, um, I believe it was four months, I was making more money than I was making at my full-time job as a civil engineer. So then I just became quit and I became a full-time relationship <laughs> coach now doing and helping women with the same basically struggles that I used to have. I love that. Cause I can't see you doing anything but this, like it's so perfect for you. And <laughs> there's so much that to unpack in what you said, because one thing, when you were saying how you turned into a crazy woman, a, I told you how I was that as well. And I think that a lot of women, I mean, we're passionate, we're lovers. And like when something happens and it, it gets pulled away, it like, it sparks that craziness in us if we're not uh-huh. doing the work. Right? It so is. You're like, yeah. Like the listeners, if you can relate to this and this is speaking truth, like we want to hear from you. Right. And I would love to hear like, what is the way that you were that way? Like, I would love to hear the transformations as well as we continue on this uh, podcast. But when you were saying that because we're both entrepreneurs is like, I thought about how much precious energy we put and pour into like these men that may not be a good fit for us or that we know for sure are not a good fit for us and how it's so life-changing when we begin to pour that into something that is beneficial and you know what are your take what's your what's your wisdom on that oh it's it's the it's the truth we are as women we want to have what we want and in the moment when we are not healed when we are attracted to um our wound mates not our soul mates uh, (laughs) it's that i need to fix this i need to make it work why is this not working because i'm a smart woman i'm gonna figure it out and we become this chase of and it, it to be honest with you it's a challenge and if you're a successful woman, you love challenges because you get to solve them and you get to feel good about yourself. So we go into trying to fix this puzzle, solve this puzzle of there is going to be, I I will fix it by changing something within me, or I will convince him that I am worthy of his love. And when, when that happens, then I'm going to feel good about myself. So we are outsourcing how we are going to feel happy and fulfilled based on what we are going to get out of a relationship with a guy. And Mm. the truth of the matter is that as long as we put that on anything, anything, whether it's a man, whether it's a client, whether it is whatever that is outside of us, we are going to be 
always unfulfilled because you solve one thing and then there's another thing that you need to. So it's, it's a matter of, there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve and going after what you want, but not to a point of feeling that I'm not enough until I have that. Right. I'm not good enough until he loves me. I am not worthy unless he leaves her for me. So it's that mm that getting your self-worth from someone else's opinion of you or choosing you. But when mm. you actually pour that towards yourself, when you say that the things that matter to me the most is my well-being, is my inner peace, is me knowing in my core that I get to have the things that I want, but I don't want to convince anyone to give it to me. I am worthy of having it. I don't have to go into grabbing a man's attention towards me in order for me to feel okay. I am so worthy that the right man for me will be more than happy to pay attention to me. The right man for me will give me what I desire with pleasure because he sees my worth. If I need to audition for a guy in order for him to see my worth, he's not my guy to begin with. And I don't want it. I don't want what the thing that is not for me, whether, like I said, it same goes in the business. If you, a client can feel you when you're coming at them, when trying to force yourself onto them of I'm the right coach for you. Um, you know, let yes. me prove to you how good I am and how you should be working with me. But if you, as a coach, as a mentor, whatever, you know, your worth, um, you are saying that these are the things I have to offer. You're obviously not hiding. You're not being secretive about it. You're not going into a shell. But you, if you're right for me, of course you will choose me. If, if you believe that you have what it takes to work with me, of course you will choose me. So it's that feeling of the security and, and self-worth and the, the power within you and believing that the right man, the right client, all of those things are going to be magnetized to you when you pour that energy towards yourself. I love that. And I love the auditioning piece mm. <laughs> because if we just think about that, what it's like to walk into an audition and notice where you brought those energetics into your dating life or even on your discovery calls, if you're a coach or service provider, I mean, I can relate to that feeling. And I remember hardcore auditioning, not only for men and like, will I say the right things? Will I be the right person? But also with clients. And now I feel like it's such a red flag when I feel like a client is attempting or a potential discovery call is asking me all of these questions like, well, where did you study? And how many years have you been in business? Like my ideal clients, they get on the phone and they know it, they feel it. This is for me. And I feel like the same thing when we're dating, like there's a feeling of this feels right. But like you said in that statement, this is something else to unpack is like with the picker being broken. If we have a pattern of picking, which I know about that pattern, <laughs> it's like, we have to be mindful of that unconscious pattern. So speak on that a little bit for people that are just like in a serial dating mode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love everything that you just said. The truth is that if you have to take an honest look at your dating life, you know, if you are constantly picking hot and cold men, men that come on strongly and then they pull away, men that first tell you everything that you want to hear and their actions aren't aligned with what they say, or men that are 
literally unavailable like I used to do, whether it's emotionally unavailable, they are keeping you at the arm length and not giving you what you want and you keep on wanting more and not getting or, or abusive relationships. If you mm-hmm. keep going after the men that are abusive, going after men that are um, addicts, these are all patterns that if you don't heal within yourself, the characters are going to change, but the story is going to be the same because you haven't learned the lesson and you haven't healed what needs to be healed. So oh. for me, for me, it was the, the kind of men that I was attracted to. Like I said, it was the kind of men that would just be. I'm never enough for him. I would pick men that I would never be enough for him because they didn't have the maturity. They hadn't stepped into their manhood. They kept on um, looking at me and saying, yeah, you know what? Not enough yet. And I was available mm. for them because I didn't believe that I was enough yet. So I would be the one trying to, like I said, convince to addition. Okay, look how great I can cook for you. Look what a great surprise birthday party I can throw for you. Look how I am available to stay up and help you with the project that I have no business helping you with. And I will self-sabotage and self-abandon to please you because I love you so much and you matter more than I do. So that was my pattern. And that's what the, the childhood programming for me was kind of similar. I, you know, this is not to say that we go and blaming our parents, because I do believe that our parents did the best that they could with the consciousness that they they had. But I grew up in a family that I got my self-worth from doing well in school. So my father, for example, was not someone that was affectionate with words. And he would only praise me that if I did great in school. So one thing that I used to do always, it's, it's embarrassing, but I would always talk about how great I do in school with men. I don't know who gave it flying F or, <laughs> you know, what my grades were, but yeah. that was, that was my, because that's how I got recognized by my father. So something within me said that this is how you're going to get love. Another thing that was a big pattern for me, and it was so frank when I realized is that my dad always bought me dolls when I got really sick to comfort Mm. me. So I had 32 Barbie dolls. That was for every, when I was, I think when I was eight, nine years old, and that was for every single time that I would get really sick. So there was a belief in me that the the healthy me doesn't get love from that, but the unhealthy me is worthy of love. So Mm. again, I brought that into all my relationships. When When I was sick, when I was having a surgery, when I was, you know, having all these health issues, I would get attention from him. But when I didn't, when I was healthy, he would be going out with his own friends and being on his phone. So when I was in surgery, obviously he was worried about me. That meant I was loved. So I had this pattern of bringing with myself that first you get love if you're accomplished. So you have to be accomplished and talk about that audition. And you also have to be sick because if you're healthy, he is not going to pay attention to you. And you, if you look, it's crazy. And this none of this was conscious, obviously. But when the belief is so deep within you that you think that even though being sick sucks, but I'd rather be sick and get love than be healthy and not get love. 
or pausing for one moment so that I can remind you, if you haven't already, to get the gift I made for you, Abundant Dreams. You see, deep rest and relaxation along with making more money is something I truly want for you. To me, it's so important that every woman on this planet becomes wildly wealthy, joyful, and in alignment with her purpose. And you don't have to know how that's going to happen, but you must be willing to do the work. And a lot of the work is subconscious work. And that's why I created this. It's one part frequency music, one part sleep meditation, one part money mantra. And when you listen to it, it will just put you in a state of deep relaxation so you can drift off and have your very own abundant dreams. It's totally free and I have it for you. See the link in your show notes and take advantage of this. One key to opening up to receive more abundance is by circulating abundance. Now, I don't mean you have to go give away some money today, although if you want to do that. But what I wanna invite you to do is to help others start making more money and receiving more good in their life. And one way to do that with absolute ease for totally free is to share this meditation with at least one person. But if you would like to share it with your community and tag me, that would be amazing. And I'm gonna give you a special shout out if I see that. Now let's get back to the show. So all of these patterns that you bring into to the light and you start to choose differently, you start to change that belief that I am worthy of love. I'm worthy of love being healthy or non-healthy and my accomplishments don't make me more lovable. My accomplishments are for me, but they're not my tickets to finding love. And you have to keep on repeating and tapping into it and believing it and catching yourself. One thing that is life-changing in your dating life is that become aware of when you are using your tendencies, what your old tendencies in love were and when you're about to use them to be able to catch them and relax into, oh, I don't need to talk about how great I did today on my, I don't know, whatever it is that you're doing, if that's your pattern, or I am worthy of when I'm healthy. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, no, it does. And I couldn't help laughing at the part. (laughs) Like I just, it just burst out. (laughs) You normally laugh in the middle. But it was funny because what you said about talking about your school achievements, I was like, that was me with my business the first two years of my business. Like for some reason, I had to always bring it up. You and I were having a conversation earlier and I shared that there was a part of me with an overachiever to get love, mm-hmm. serve me, but how it would show up in dating. And like, let's speak on this because even when I think about that now, it's like my business is such a part of my life, my work, the create, the things I'm creating, the projects. I'm like, what do we talk about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. That's to me. I'm like, what would I talk about? Um, because that's what I talk about with, you know, my friends and everything. So mm-hmm. it's very, it's very interesting to think about how these patterns play out in everything. Like they're just because it's us, so it touches everything. It is. It is. It is when exactly what you said is that. It's almost like if I if I don't have that, if that's what, what we are getting our self-worth from, so what am I going to talk about? And that's where we go into the feminine and the masculine. Can yeah. you allow yourself to not be whoever you think you are. You are not, um, you know, a business coach or you're not a, you're not a mother, single mother, whatever it is that you get your identity from. Can you allow yourself to just say, 
I'm enough and I don't have to talk about those things to be interesting or to be impressive. And I can be here and present and I can just sip on my glass of water and talk about... I don't know what lights you up in life or yeah. what, what was the, what is your best, the funniest memory of your childhood? Like talking about those things when you are on, especially on the first few dates, instead of feeling like you're on, on an interview and talking about all, you know, this is what I've done. This is where the countries I've been to. Yes. Um, this is you know, all the things that it's so masculine and it's so, it feels like a, like in a job interview, as opposed to a date that you could just be and enjoy. Like when when I tell that to women, they're like, I don't know how to be. What do you mean? Yeah. And it doesn't feel good when you're in that space. And I noticed that even with friendships, because there's been a period, um, and that's why it's like relation. It's like relating, right? So mm-hmm. it's like that part of you that's just like, okay. And that really was a feminine shift for me. And that's how we met by being in the same mastermind is like really easing into the feminine where I don't have to prove anything. I can just be, but this idea of auditioning that was really present for me. And I'm sure some of the listeners are like, yes, I do that. And you can also see how other people are doing it when they meet you. So let's talk about for the people that are dating, wanting to date, what are your guidelines? And I want to just say this before we get started is for any of the ladies that are listening and you are in that space. And I don't know if Charizard even feels like this is a healthy goal, but I feel like there are some people that are like, this is my year. I want to find my partner or Mm -hmm. I want to be, you know, like get support in it. I'm Mm -hmm. growing my business. I'm working on stepping more into my feminine. I want to be surrounded by people that are mirrors of that for me. And I invest in that. And I invite you to explore, like, if this is something that you really want to do and you're committed to breaking these patterns we're talking about, that you reach out to Charizard and get, get support, you know, talk to her about what she's offering. So thank you. Yeah. Now that we said that, tell us for the ladies that that is their goal and they're, they're in the dating field. What are some do's and don'ts? Like they're just off the top of the head. right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for saying that. I truly believe that, um, you know, I, I hired relationship coaches because I had blind spots. I didn't know what I was doing wrong. And when someone else is there to, you know, I always say that no heart surgeon, perform surgery on themselves, <laughs> even even those people don't, and neither can be. So I believe that if that is a goal that you have, getting support um, is so essential. It was so life-changing. And that was, it was so quick for me. It was, my transformation was in, within five months. Not that there is a timeline that you need to run and make that happen. But the truth is you don't attract what you want. You attract who you are. And right for the people who are into law of attraction, and I'm certainly am, you know, just write out the list of the things that you want in a man and he is going to appear. And the truth is that, sure, write write out that list of the things that you want in a man. And then I want to see, are you a match for that? Are you a match for, let's say that you want a man that is generous and giving? Are you able to receive? Hmm. If you want a man that is masculine or, you know, an action taker, a planner, someone that is going to um, really, really take charge, are you willing to let go of control? Hmm. Are you able to trust? If you want a man that is loyal to you, are you available to trust? Or are you like who I used to be that no matter what, I would find a reason to be insecure? that I would find a reason to 
if he um, went to a party and just talked to a woman as a friend to be not trying to eavesdrop and make sure that there's nothing going on. Right. Which you're like, so the opposite of that now, like, I think it's important to, to take this out <laughs> is that I met Charizard in India, right? We were both traveling. I didn't know her before that. I, I remember running into you at the breakfast buffet and I just saw it was like this beautiful woman that was dressed for, you know, dressed glam. And I'm thinking, okay, we're at the same hotel early in the morning. She's probably going to where I'm going to this event. And she's sitting with her partner, with her husband, uh, Bezad. And the funny thing is they became my breakfast buddies. Like I I had breakfast with them (laughs) pretty much every day because we were down there every day at that time. And they are just the greatest people. And together, it's just like a couple that you can just tell. It's like, it feels safe. It feels nourishing. And even Bezad helped me get my photo with the cow, which I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when my program was over and Charizard was still in, in program and I was like, I really want to see cows. And he helped me go out of the gates and find the cow. So I just love that. Like you're talking that, but I know it's like so true that that is your life and reality and that you've embodied that level of security and finding that level of partnership. Oh my, I'm, I'm all smiles because it is, it is so true. I mean, like it was, first of all, it shows that me and Nicole before, before India, we didn't even know each other. And then within like, like half a day, we came breakfast buddies and then we started spending all this time together. It's just, I adore you. You know that, but the truth of the matter is that Nicole, seven years ago, I wouldn't even be okay with him sitting with another woman that I don't know at a breakfast without going crazy. And now, now this is why I say the work really, really works. I wasn't that woman. So I kept on attracting men, hence the married men that I really, really couldn't trust. So I was available for a man that I couldn't trust because I believed that I can't trust men. You can't be talking shit about men and believe, and then, then attracting a man that is incredible. You can't be this having all these insecurities that are running you. I'm not saying that you have to become like fully 100% never ever feeling jealous in your life, but you have to become so good at managing those insecurities that they don't Mm. take over you, that you're not run by them. It's not about not having fears. It's about being able to manage those fears and not letting them run your, you and your relationship. So it was that, that becoming available to what you actually want. If you want a man that is loyal and loving, you have to be available to be trusting that man and to be able to receive from that man. When women are incredible at um, going and getting their goals, sometimes they start treating relationships, romantic relationships, like their goals. And they're the kind of women like myself. I was like, I want a man that, that is, I can count on. And yet my actions used to show that I can't count on you. I need to take care of everything. Mm. I want a man that, you know, is romantic and I would be planning all the romantic dates because I couldn't trust that he could live up to my expectation or give me what I wanted. So it is my, if I have one advice for women that are single and are struggling to find that man is that to take a look at and see who you are right now and what can you change and improve within yourself to become a match for what you want, because what you want is there for you. If you're attracting someone that is not measuring up to what you want there is because there's a there's something within you that needs to change and is right now available for the opposite of it 
I love that. You know, what's funny is this makes me feel a little better. And I don't know what you would tell me in this case, but these days, like I have no tolerance for someone that starts this game of where would you like to go? What do you want to do? Like, Mm -hmm. I want, like, I really know that in my relationship, I want someone that does thoughtful surprises and that can like play that adventure. I plan everything else in my life as a mom and as a business owner, like I want that. So if you're playing that with me on our first or second date, like I already know it's a no, (laughs) like like, it just doesn't (laughs) feel good. It feels like a lot of effort for me. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So I guess like what you said, how you had to plan every little thing and you're doing all the work that is a red flag. It is. And it, it is because, uh, you know, this is where I bring the concept of feminine and masculine energy. The feminine is able to surrender to the masculine and trust it, that he will take care of it. And, and we have to also, Nicole, now it, this, this age, men are also being trained by us. Men are also dating women like myself that are, that are doing all the things. So they have gotten lazy. They have gotten Mm. lazy because we have trained them to be lazy. We have told them literally that you don't have to do a thing. You don't have to lift a finger. I've got this. And so, of course, when everything is taken care of for you, like, why would you bother? Like, they're they're being trained. So one thing that I I tell um, women, and, and, and I hear this, what you just said a lot, is that give him a chance by telling him that, telling Mm. him that, you know, um, thank you for asking me. And you know what I find really sexy when a man surprises me with a date, are you available to do that? Would you like to, or would you like to do that? And seeing if he's going to step up a lot of times they don't. And a lot of times they do, but we have to actually show them that I'm not available for, because once you get into that pattern, oh, I don't know what you want to do. I don't know what you want to do. Oh my God. This is going to keep escalating. Yes. Like I said, if you say that this is what I'm available for in an obviously not an entitled bitch way, but just giving a space that the feminine gives a space and she requests for what she wants and sees if the guy is going to step up. If he's not going to step up, he's going to step out. That easy. I love that. And so this takes me to something that this comes up so much. We have a like a running kind of, I have a running joke with some of my people that come to my retreats and live events that they come and they are like, I have this relationship. I've been trying to, like, it just doesn't feel like the right fit. And I've been telling him and he, it's like the man is fighting to keep the relationship going. Mm -hmm. This has happened so many times. And some of the women actually leave the relationship and they feel amazing. And some of them continue to like sink back into that pattern. Mm -hmm. What do you say to the women that is in that space. Because to me, it's like, we have to listen to that nudge, listen Mm -hmm. to any nudge. But if there's something in you that keeps whispering, it's time to go, or this isn't my highest joy, or this isn't my highest good. What's your wisdom to this kind of woman that's living in this right now? I love that question. Well, I would be asking her, what would bring you your highest joy? What kind of relationship, if you had a magic wand and could have it all, what would it look like? What would that relationship feel like? And we'll start from there. There are times that a woman in a relationship does feel that this is not enough, this is not bringing her highest joy, but she's also in the state of confusion and she doesn't know what she really, really wants. And Mm. when she doesn't know what she wants, well, the man is not a mind reader. If you don't know what you want, how the hell is he going to give that to you? So just becoming clear 
of what you really desire, listening to that nudge, this is not fulfilling me. What would fulfill me? Being the curiosity and question of that and allowing yourself to, to be creative and not going to the, oh, I'm asking for too much or I'm wanting too much. Like don't do what we usually do to ourselves, just like shutting the voice down. And then giving themselves a permission, especially if they're in a long-term relationship. If you're dating, you don't need to, you know, have these deep discussions with them. But if you're actually, whether you're in a, you know, exclusive relationship in a, in a marriage is to really bring it up with him and say, this is what I desire. And I'm noticing that I take personal responsibility that I haven't been showing you that this is the kind of relationship I haven't been communicating it because honestly, I didn't know. And this is what I desire. And and basically seeing if he's available to step into that um, right. next level of intimacy or he's not. When, when you believe that you had the, the conversation, you have, you're honoring your own need and you're letting the guy that you're with know. So you're not like so long, like I'm done. Like I just realized yeah. that you're not. He's like, what do I do? Right? That's not fair either. But when you believe that you no. actually talked, you own your desires and you're bringing it to the table and you're giving him the space to see whether or not he wants to deliver and who do you need to be in that relationship again to be receptive of what you are wanting, then I think it's going to be transformative. It's going to be life-changing. This is something that in my own relationship um, with my husband, I'm finding things as I go and I always remind myself that he's not a mind reader. Even if Charizard, you didn't know that's what you wanted, how the hell do you expect for him to know? So I have that moment of honesty with myself, having the conversation and we'll take it from there. And if it's a no from him, if it's a no from the guy, then you know you're making the right decision for yourself by by listening to the nudge. And if he says yes, but doesn't behave differently, then also that's... that's that's another that's your answer i actually speak louder than words hey i can't just put that on men there are a lot of times that we say we want something and our actions don't show and that's something that to be also aware of in your relationship is his action matching what he says and are you how long are you going to tolerate that how long are you going to say i deserve a man that his words and his actions match yes I love that. And you also say, like I saw one of your quotes, that our intimacy in our relationship should deepen, not the other way around over time. So that kind of goes along with that. As you discover more and move through these challenges or, you know, just begin to communicate, we get to know each other better, that it should grow. And I saw a post the other day by someone else and they said, don't, believe anyone when they say the soulmate thing because marriage is hard but it's worth it and it was like very mm-hmm. had this like negative tone and I was thinking like it, the coach in me was like we can't speak for everyone you well know? it is hard <laughs> if you want it to be it is right. you get to choose you get to choose your own reality if you believe it's yeah. hard you betcha it's going to be hard your relationship your most intimate relationships are the absolute mirrors of what's going on within you mm. so I used to, my tagline used to be stop feeling invisible because that's how I used to feel. I used to feel that I had to have a mask on and be the person that the other person wanted me to be in order to be loved. So, and that is the definition of not being intimate because if you can't truly see me for who I am, how can you really love me? How can you actually 
be with me in totality of me if I am always performing and acting, if I'm not being who I am. So the intimacy can deepen as you unravel all the layers of you because we are women that are growing and investing in ourselves and wanting to become the best versions of ourselves there will come time uh, to time that you feel that oh my god you know is he going to accept me is it am i being too much now am i asking for too much now and those are the times that you have to feel the fear and say that the man for me the partner for me loves all of me. So it is safe for me to be me. And the truth is that he will love you more as you unravel more of your fears and all of your flaws and everything that comes with it. And one other thing that I wanted to mention that I don't believe that there is one soulmate for all, for everyone. Like there's one guy, one girl for everyone. I believe that whoever, whoever you're with at the time, even if they're the crappiest person on earth, is your soulmate in that time because that's showing you who you're attracting at the time. doesn't mean that you have to be with him for the rest of your life, but he's mirroring to you what you're available for. And that is your soulmate in that moment. I love that. So with your work, because I mean, I feel like this is just so important and everything that you're saying, it's like, it directly correlates to, to business. It directly correlates to your relationship with money. It directly correlates to your relationship, you know, with others like intimacy. Mm -hmm. I always say that intimacy is with self and spirit, and then you can meet people and wherever you are with that. Mm -hmm. And it's so, it's so important. So I'm just curious, like what, how do you work with people these days? Tell us about some of the ways you work with them, with women? Uh, I work, my favorite ways of working with women is in my Fully Adored Academy. I have a six-month group coaching program that I have this pre-recorded modules that we go through all the things in our work first. Um, You know, just first and foremost, knowing who you are, becoming more of who you are and tapping into your feminine energy. A lot of my clients come from, they're successful women, they're driven women, and they have the tendency of, like I said, bringing that energy into their relationships with which they never work. So I teach them how to become more feminine in their relationships and in their lives. And also one thing that I personally struggled with was having boundaries. So we Mm. learn about having healthy boundaries, love-based boundaries instead of fearful boundaries. Like a boundary isn't that he cannot have female coworkers. Like that's not a boundary. It's a fearful boundary. You know, that that's what um, a lot of women bring with themselves. So we work on all of those good things in 12 modules, but in between um, those modules, I also do twice a month um, live coaching calls with them. So they get on a, on a Zoom call with me in a group setting, and we just have this beautiful time together of just discovering and covering more of what's true for them. And I love to, when I, when I have these women in these groups, Yes, they are going to get great dates. A lot of them have already gotten married within six months, to be honest with you. That's crazy. But especially people from the from the Eastern culture, they are, you know, the culture is that they you they don't wait forever to get married. But even in, in the West within a within nine months or so engaged and married. And all of that is fantastic. But what I love about this program is that who the woman becomes 
after doing this work, that the level of self-worth, confidence, inner peace, just carrying herself in all of her relationships, because the truth is, Nicole, like you said, everything is a relationship. Her relationship with money changes, her relationship with her work and coworkers and what she deserves in life, all of that changes. So that is my absolute favorite because also... Being in a community, the feminine, you know, is about being in the community and feeling, having all these other women in that community with you that are going through the same things. And I am picky. I only allow women in that group that are so loving and non-judgmental and there to support one another and build each other up. And the thing that I'm most proud of is what I've created in there. And that's my most favorite way to work with women. I love that. And it's just, you know, if someone is seeking that relationship and they're like, this is my goal, it makes sense to invest and surround yourself in that environment. So I would definitely say reach out and and check it out. The best we can do is always like follow where we're being called to go because there's mm-hmm. always some gifts on the other side of that. So Sharzad, where else can people find you? Where do you love to play and share your wisdom? Let us know. I love being on Instagram. You know, you mentioned before, like I just get on Instagram stories and share little lessons here and there at Fully Adored. I also have a Facebook group. Um, it's called Fully Adored Queens, where I go for a longer chat. So like there, you know, trainings and Q and A's that I do once a week in Fully Adored Queens. I love both places. Just come and join me. I love it. All right. So my friends, let us know your revelations. Like what were your ahas or where do you relate to a lot of what we're sharing? Because as women, as we come together and say, yes, I felt that before. Yes, I was a crazy woman. Yes. And also to hear how you may have gone to the other side because the healing is available for all of us and love within ourselves and with another partner. And it's just, it makes life richer. So so grateful that you got to share with us, Sharzad. I'm so grateful that I know you and I call you one of my sisters and be on this path with you. So thank you for spending time with us today. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. It was so much fun and such a pleasure. Thank you, Nicole. All right, Miracle Worker. I am so excited that we got to spend this time together. And beyond that, I'm grateful. It's a privilege to have you here with me. And I want to remind you that you are a miracle and you have direct access to infinite intelligence and you can open up to a radical unbelievable supernatural transformation in your life and business just that thought in itself can take hold in your subconscious and create beautiful change and that's exactly why i'm challenging you to share this with someone you love today you never know how one podcast, one message, one video can change the trajectory of someone else's life. And you get to have that kind of momentum in the universe. So take a moment and forward this on to someone you love. And if you feel really excited about it, share it with your Facebook, share it with your Instagram, share it with people and get them to listen as well. Know that the universe always pays you back for the good you put out into the world. So go ahead and get your miracle. Until next time, keep shining keep showing up and stay open.